Welcome to the Ross L and Luke Show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives, or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. On today's episode, I share with you my vision for the world. If that vision speaks to you and you'd like to know more about it, you'd like to be part of it, you'd like to contribute to it, then please reach out to me. We also discuss our physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. So plenty to get your ears into today, and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We've had a couple of weeks of deep and vigorous conversation about a human-based economy. The next thing that have been listed here was for my vision for the world. So what is Ross's vision for the world? So I see a world that is free from hate, violence, crime, and depression. I believe these things are possible. I have been through challenges in my life and I've discovered a way of living that, I guess, is, enables me to be free from those things. So that means that if, uh, in my experience, if one person is capable of doing something, anybody is capable of doing, doing something. Things like the emotions and stuff that come up inside us and the suffering that we go through as human beings, and not all of us, but as, as human beings could be anything from, you know, from self-loathing to lack of connection with others, whatever it is, I believe that we know enough. Uh, as a as a society, not a, you know not necessarily every single individual, but there are p- enough people within today's society to know how to help people in today's everybody in today's society to overcome the challenges. So how do we? So for me, I see it coming from education. So at school, we're taught currently at school we're taught you know what to think. One plus one equals two, and they teach us all these sort of things that are theoretically really useful to us. Then we leave school. And in my experience, I was completely unprepared for life. You know, I didn't know how to communicate powerfully. I didn't know, I didn't have self-belief. I didn't have, for me, all the human things that are critically important. Uh, that was, that's what was lacking. And I think that's what we need to be teaching in school. You know, you take care of the human being, then you give an opportunity to learn. You'll find most of the times they're really eager to learn. So you'll suddenly have this student that's really keen to be there because, you know, there's there's value for them at school. Whereas you try and ram mathematics down, try and ram it down their throat and they're just not interested. They don't want to be there. They don't see the value in it to themselves. The teachers don't necessarily have time to care about the individual as well because they're too busy trying to teach them the curriculum. Take care of the person and suddenly the person has the belief in themselves that they're valuable, they're smart, they're intelligent, they're capable you give them an opportunity to do something and much more often they will be very keen to go after that rather than uh, rather than resist it learning how to think such that we value ourselves because one of the things i discovered about things like depression there's a pattern that we run basically everything in life if i was to boil it down i'd say comes down to beliefs and patterns so we have patterns of behavior Uh, and or beliefs and quite often it's both there's a belief that kind of starts a pattern and the pattern runs 
and that produces their results. So it's really hard sometimes for people to change their results when they're running patterns. So um, a pattern of depression, uh, which is a pattern, uh, is usually based off a belief that they have, which isn't necessarily correct. Uh, and it's quite often about themselves. You know, there's something they believe about themselves that will trigger a pattern and create that. So why not at school teach people how to create create the right beliefs, the beliefs that serves them to to um, to love themselves and know that they are amazing human beings, regardless of anything. You know, every single human being has, I believe, should know that how amazing they are. And we just don't all know that. And that's what they should be teaching early in school, uh, things like that. So that then as we grow up as human beings, we just know that about ourselves, that we're valuable. And when we respect ourselves, it's easier to respect others as well. And I'll continue on from this. You know, no one's popping up with any questions or any, any questions at the moment. Oh, no, I was going to say, look, especially with uh, things like depression, you're right, like, you know, the patterns and, and thinking, you know, um, you know, need to be evaluated, you know, to, to really check in with somebody. Uh, but, you know, the more I discover as well, it also comes down to, and those little things about diet and sleep have a big impact on depression. Um, you know, they're the fundamental basis that if we're not connecting the body with the mind, it can't be all about the mind and it can't be all about the body. You know, people can also be super fit, addicted to fitness, you know what I mean? And that can have an impact on their mind as well. So you can, you can be depressed and strong and fit and healthy. Yeah, so mm. it's that, well, I find when it's that disconnect between the mind and the body and that's something that, you know, education-wise needs to be brought to the fore because it, it can't just be about one. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about uh, about education, um, it's for for this to work, we need to change the way the education works as well because knowing isn't doing. And let me give you an example which is in which is in fitness. Everybody on the planet knows how to be fit and healthy. You know, we we eat better and we exercise more. And yet this planet has never been more obese. So knowing isn't doing, uh, and that's and that's where just simply teaching someone something doesn't create a result. It, the the teaching style would have to probably shift as well uh, to make it to make it a reality. Yeah. So it's a lot of work, but it's possible. So you mentioned mind and body working yeah. together. Work yeah. With spirit. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, spirit's one thing. Um, I suppose if someone's suffering from, you know, major depression, it was just... And, and again, I don't propose to have all the answers, you know what I mean? But there'd, there'd be a couple of points where you'd start. Spirit is one, um, but it's something that, um, like, if if someone's just not eating right, like, they're just not getting the right nutrients, and there is some things that, like, people need, you know, basic things that will seriously help them, you know, feel better... Um, not pump them up, but just feel better. It gives their body everything they need to to fire on all cylinders. If if you're not starting there, if you're not hydrated, basics. If you're not getting enough nutrients, yeah, your macros and your micros, and it's it, it can be a bit of a struggle, yeah, to be able to get the head clear. And you know, people that eat McDonald's every day. I was speaking to my son about it. You know, people that eat packaged meals. I said, well, fuck. If you're going to eat like that, at least take a multivitamin, yeah. At least wake up in the morning and have some fucking water. At least have some water in the middle of the day and at the end of the day. No, I'm serious because you'll be you'll be operating not only in your body, you'll be operating at fifty percent. So how can you expect to I'm get? I'm just imagining the father son conversation here. Oh, and then go and watch Super Size Me. Oh well, you know, and because that's a great documentary about eating macas for you know 
30 days straight. Mm. Um, but, Did he make it? Nah, he got told he, he, he said your liver's going to get severely <laughs> damaged. But he went through best. So he had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, McDonald's. And I think, oh, I can't remember, it was about day 20 or something. But he goes, If they asked him for a supersize, he had to say yes. Yeah, and he just, like, he got everything. He just ate right. what he could eat. But so here yeah, we I, are. Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah. I did that for a couple of years, though. Well, and, and you'll survive. Yeah. The human body yeah. will take an enormous, enormous amount of punishment. But I had a much higher metabolism than he might, he might think. Yeah, and you were probably doing a lot more, I think, with him. I don't know. It might have been Yeah, different. I was, you know, I was like 18, 19 years yeah. old. So. so I think he was sort of mm. mid-30s. But anyway, he would say that eventually, in the morning, he'd crave it. His eyes would be like, mm. up. yeah, I'm going to get that. Yeah. You know, the hot cakes are always shit. And he goes, then... I'd order it and it was like this rush. So there's the pattern, you know, mm. the, the behavior starting to kick in after day 20. And then he'd be eating and he'd be going, oh, this is glorious. And about three quarters of the way through, he'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't feel so good. Like, <laughs> not because he'd overeaten, but it, it's just all the preservatives and everything. He's got no nutrients, you yeah. know, in his body. Then he'd get the sweats and then he'd start to get, fuck, he goes, I'd feel so like. It's pretty bad stuff. I'd feel really good, you know, after it. And then two hours later, I'd crash and I'd, and like, I would feel depressed. He goes, I've never felt that you know, way in my life. So. Food does have a massive impact, yeah. So big, it does. Big part uh, of the connection. The, the food in today's society is horrendous yeah. in so many ways. But spirit is important, yeah, yeah. So obviously, tuning into who you are and whatever your spirit is, yeah, is is important. Uh, hey, Al, I, we know you're uh, you're you need to run <laughs> off right now. Uh, Luke, have you got a few more minutes to keep going? Oh, I can. We can we can round it out without Al here. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks, Al. Cheers. Enjoy your... That was a handshake your for all you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Al. No fist bumping here. No. Enjoy the day. Thanks, mate. Cheers. You too. Ciao. 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 Push and pull. Yeah. Cool. So the the food is, is a massive problem in today's society. Everything's so over-processed. Yeah. So many people I talk to go, oh, do you think that you know the celiacs used to exist and do you think that you know the dairy intolerances and things used to exist and and all these things and i'm you know what i'm pretty sure that they did i don't think that they've come up now i think they've always been there we may not have noticed it and people may have passed away and not really known why yeah and that makes sense but i think one of the reasons it's so prolific in today's society because you know i didn't have any issues until um i was I think about 35 yeah. when um, when I um, discovered that um, I couldn't eat wheat anymore. So the, the gluten in that, you know, was making a mess for me. Yeah, but as, right. a, as a kid, yeah. I'd eat 32 wheat bix a day. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'd have 16 for breakfast and um, 16 for an afternoon tea. Uh, dairy doesn't suit me too well these days either, but I also used to go through two liters of milk a day. Yeah. And that was just morning and afternoon tea. I also, you know, I'd be doing lunch and I'd be doing dinner and you know, midnight stack if I'm still up. Yeah. Um, maybe morning tea. But the sheer amount of it that I, of highly processed wheat that I was eating and, and, and obviously all that dairy as well, obviously was, I would say, was part of the problem. Yeah. Now, what if I had had a much more simple diet? What if I was living off the land and eating, you know, things like vegetables and, and stuff instead of processed wheat? Yeah. Uh, that might have been very different. The... The quality of our food has got so so bad because it's all so so fast food processed that most of the confectionery, say you know your lollies like your the snake or the cherry rice, sorry not the snake or the um, 
the raspberry or your yeah. milk bottle or you know something like that those those confectionery those lollies most of those today are made with wheat mm. you know not with not with sugar or something like that they're made with wheat corn syrup and, and yeah and they yeah. Use, and if they don't have the wheat they'll use corn they go oh, it's made with wheat or corn yeah. i mean how processed does wheat need to be to become a lolly yeah well it's, and it's all somewhat gen- genetically modified you know to a point where you know wheat isn't what it used to be you know say going back 20 years ago even in um like italy the 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 pasta over there is is quite different to what's over here mm-hmm. yeah and that and potentially comes down to the to the grain that they're growing from like mm-hmm. you know italians aren't morbidly obese you know to because mm-hmm. they eat a lot of pasta mm-hmm. and i mean that i'm just saying that's you know narrowed down to one sort of country but yeah. Um, they don't have a problem, but uh, from what I understand, the wheat is very different. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they, mm-hmm. you know, that it comes from. So, yeah. but yeah, it's it's more. They it's do a lot of oils and things there as well so. to help. Yeah, mm-hmm. to help the fat. So that's their that's their you know diet. But you know, there's a lot of choice these days. You know, around food, there's always these little. You know, you see it every day. Like if you walk down a shopping aisle, it's like wow, like how much stuff is there? Just like in crackers or or just in. You know the health food section, or so you know they just grow exponentially. I mean, you know, the cereal aisle is literally it's uh, you know it's, it's thirty meters long. Yeah. And if you were in a time yeah. machine from like say the fifties yeah. to now, um, you'd be astonished at the choice. And so yeah, if you look at what's what's the fresh food there, the unprocessed food, there's this little bit down the end. Yeah. You, know, you walk into your supermarket down one end is this little section where you can get your fresh fruit. And they make um, that in supermarkets. Like there's my local. There's some. No, that's what I'm saying. The rest of it's yeah. all processed. And how much time do we spend in the fresh fruit area as opposed to the rest of it? Well, it depends. Like I do, I spend, you know, like I predominantly eat, you know, I eat broccoli, beans, mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts, um, okay. you know. Well done for eating the Brussels sprouts. Yeah, well, they're, they're the best. <laughs> they're the best anti-inflammatory um, food you can eat, yeah, next to cauliflower. Um, yeah, put bacon with them. Nah, 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 not really. No, nah, not on top of or them on top of bacon. But I eat that pretty much every day, yeah? Mm. And you might have leafy salads, alfalfa sprouts and stuff like that. Um, but that's a staple of my diet. Mm. And, I, you know, I might eat it with some chicken, a little bit of dressing, you know, and that that's actually really nice and delicious and it's healthy, It's you know. But I couldn't get Brussels sprouts from a local mm. supermarket. I've got a green grocer that I go and they've got, they've got pretty much everything. Yeah. But I started to find that I couldn't find certain things, yeah. you know, and you'd be going, so this well, hang se- on. So one thing's seasonal. Yeah, but even the staples that you know they're in other stores, mm. you know what I mean? Like you're just going, well, that, they just don't have them. Like, Supply what? and demand. Yeah, true, but yeah. Because let's face it, if the only thing we ate was the fresh veg and we didn't go to the rest of the store, yeah. the store would look very different. Oh, of course. And mm. there is. There's a green grocer in the same centre that I go to and they're very expansive. So they've got a big thing on. Well, that's what they do, yeah. So lots of fresh you know, fruit and vegetables, all the exotic stuff and anything that you can't get, you know, anywhere else, you can pretty much get it there. So, um, but very important to just eat that, you know, sort of every day and just make it part of your diet. But, you know, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah. So much choice out there. Well, the amount of time as well to prepare yourself a meal versus just grab one off the shelf. Ah, It doesn't take long, mate. And that's what people say. They use it, you know, oh, it'll take ages. Well, yeah, look, if I spend an hour on a Sunday... You know, washing and chopping up all the vegetables I need for like four days of food. Well, it's taken care of. I'm not spending, you know, twenty bucks a day on lunch. Mm. I know that it's healthy and I've mm. got it and I'm ready to go. Even when I'm out on the road, yeah, I just mm. put it in a cooler and I'm away. Um, you know, and it's actually quite easy. You know, buy a cook chook, 
Yeah, mm. chop up your veggies, mm. and you're away smashing meals together. Yep. And you know, it's it's really not that hard. Uh, and does it have an impact on you know how I operate during the week? For sure. If I ate mm. McDonald's or just got a Suvalaki or you know what I mean, was eating frozen meals, um, I wouldn't be getting the nutrients that my body needed. I take supplements because that's a standard. But some people don't even do that, so they eat badly. They don't drink enough water, or they're not. They're simply mm. just not hydrated, yeah. so they're not getting Water's enough sleep. Um, you know, you add in alcohol, cigarettes, or any sort of other form of drug use. You know, that can have a real stress on the body. Um, and then diet. It's like fuck. There's only so long. You know, y- your body will take it. So that's what I say. If you're not eating 100 percent right, just make an effort. Make some changes in areas. Yeah. So if you get up in the morning. Try and have some, you know, instead of having cocoa pops, try some sustain. I know that sustain will have, a, you know, still have some sugar elements in it, but it's got a lot more fiber. It's going to be a better kickstart for your, you know, for your body. Have water, hydrate. First thing you do before anything is hydrate in the morning. Yeah. Mm. Um, and just good quality supplement. Yeah. Multivitamin, vitamin B for blokes is really important. Yeah. Like a high quality vitamin B every day. It's a no brainer. We need it. Yeah. Uh, and then that just so then if you fall off the bandwagon or you you know what I mean you've you're busy you've had to get takeaway or whatever it is at least you're still getting the nutrients throughout the day. So as as I've already mentioned, knowing isn't doing. Hmm. How do you help someone to move from the knowing with what the information you've just shared yeah. into the doing? Just one step at a time, and then. Once you start to see, once you start to feel and see the benefits, do you know what I mean? So what would be the first step? Oh, to be honest, it depends where they're at. So if they're eating McDonald's twice a day and uh, you know drinking beer every night, uh, you, you just have to you have to start you have to cancel something out. Yeah, so maybe you start with improving the diet. Probably the easiest thing is to stop drinking. Yeah? Stop drinking. Cool. Yeah. So so, that- so I would like to make a suggestion around just stop drinking because it's. One every the, night, just stop drinking. Yeah, yeah. Every so, night. so one of the, one of the to say that is great, but to just stop something can be really hard. The swapping of something. In fact, the the government here ran a campaign about swapping something, which I think yeah. was, was awesome. Uh, one of the the best kind of ideas they had, and just swapping one thing. So, if you're drinking alcohol, swap it to something else. Yeah. So don't stop drinking. Just swap it to something that's better. Swap to tea or something. Well, just just you know, instead of. Yeah, and it's mainly it's triggers, right? So you know, it's patterns. That's what I found mm-hmm. with people. But everything's connected. That this is why you got to be careful with swapping something, right? Because everything's interconnected. Yeah, and I've seen that with addiction. Yeah, and like firsthand, I'm like, oh, okay, shit, that that does relate to that, and that relates to that, and that relates to that. So it really, you know, you've got to be careful with what you swap. So maybe, as I said, the triggers are when someone's. Know, driving home and they've had a big day say it's a tradie you know they all work hard they might and this is real this is what happens every day i'll see it you know um that they'll drive through their bottle shop on the way home and you know they'll get a six pack of beer and they'll neck you know two three stubbies in the car before they get home and then they'll get home and you know they'll relax and unwind by having a few more stubbies um you know how do you get around that if someone's drinking six stubbies a night not too bad not the greatest if it's every single day you know uh, but if they're drinking more than that, it's going to be harder. So I'd recommend things like um, CBD oil, even though there's a cost to it, if you can afford it, like a good high-quality CBD oil that's bought from like overseas. Um, doesn't have THC, very low THC content, yeah? So very minuscule, if any. Takes the edge off. 
So then when you feel like a drink, you come home, you can have a couple of droppers of that under your tongue and then about 30 minutes, you don't want to drink. You know what I mean? So that's what you swap it for. I would, yeah. yeah. Yep. Or go for a walk. Okay, so some people are like, CBD, it's weed, it's crazy. Well, it's not. But anyway, it helps the body, you know, really helps the body in many different ways. That's my spin on it. But maybe go for a walk, take the dog for a walk. You've just got to change. The, the environment's a big thing, yeah, and change that pattern and that trigger. So if, you, mm, yeah, if you're driving yeah, down and there's yep, your regular bottle shop, beliefs and patterns, yep. go a different way. It's good for the brain as well to go a different way to work, you know what I mean? It just, just changes things up. Mm-hmm. Go a different way, get home, you know, cool. Oh, normally I feel stressed, I've got to have a beer. Well, you know, go and walk, have a few drops of CBD. Go swimming, you know, mm. just, just sort of change yeah, swap, it. Swap the stopping at the bottle shop to stopping at the local park and walking around the Oval twice. Yeah, or just... Could be anything. Join a gym, you know. It could be just something that you just got to change. And it is, it's probably the hardest part. But once you get started, you'll definitely see and feel the benefits. I have no doubt a month of doing that, yeah, yeah. if someone that was drinking consistently every day and potentially, like, giving it some more on the weekend mm. um, would would benefit from it. You know, I myself was like that. And, you know, I, I changed. And eventually I got to a point where, you know, fitness, I just like, I thought, I can't drink anymore because I've got to go to the gym tomorrow. And <laughs> no, seriously. And yep. I'd operated hard and it was, just, it just felt like shit. So yep. then I'd consider, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Because the drink then affects the sleep as well. Yeah. And big, then, big yeah. Part of and it. your sleep's so important. And yeah. You wake up the next day and you're trashed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are going to drink, just choose your drinks wisely. You know, maybe there's some stuff that, you know, if you want to go, if you're drinking heaps of beer and you've got the, the put on the gut, uh, which isn't good for fellas, you know, look at something else that's maybe, you know, you have less frequently, but you enjoy a bit more and doesn't have the, the calories and the, you know, the carbs that go with it. So they're just, they're little tweaks, yeah. mate. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. This episode did start out with uh, with my vision for the world. How we get there is the challenge. Uh, I yep. know that I know that it's possible, but we have been speaking about uh, a human-based economy, which kind of touched on, you know, taking care of the people primary. Yep. That's, that's, that's the idea of that concept is to take care of the people. We need to start with education at the base roots. We need to fix education. I know there's been uh, there's been moves to do that, and the education's getting is slowly improving. I think there needs to be more done, more research done into instead of just hey let's let's put something together and let's throw it out there. The focus on hey how do we what's going to make a difference? Yeah, and and potentially testing it. You know, so that we actually are constantly looking for it. And one of the things that happens is when we roll out education in a, in a system, we kind of put it out there and we say, this is what it is. We don't then every, we're not constantly evolving it. It's not constantly improving. Like, you know, they'll let that run for, five, say, five years or something before they implement Review a new system. And, yeah. 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 Instead of, hey, you know, what worked and what didn't work and because we need to fix it. I think we need to fix it pretty quickly because if we don't, uh, there's a lot of challenges going on in today's society. You know, Al said the words that people will fight for survival. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people are at right now, fighting for survival. So we, we see violence in the streets. You know, we've theoretically got an amazing life and but we still you know, see, there's yeah, violence stuff in the streets. Like that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. if things don't change pretty soon, uh, it's going to get pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well said. But uh, I do see a vision for a world where the world is amazing. I believe that at the very core of it is community. Yep. You know, caring for the person next to you. If if you're like, well, I'm not going to do anything about education. I'm not going to. Is there anything that I can do? Absolutely. Because everything I'm talking about really just comes down to community. If every single human being on this planet cared 
for every single other human on this planet, we would instantly have an entirely different planet. Every, you know, 99% of the problems would disappear. They say a problem heart, shared is a problem halved. Yeah. Um, the moment we start caring for everybody else, then things start to shift. So if you want your world to shift where you are, uh, no matter how big or small that may be, just care more for the person next to you and, uh, and you start seeing things change. Yeah. No, I agree, mate. Well said. Awesome. Thank you very much. And we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode. See ya. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out Elle and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.